0: Welcome back to the Jim Leach Show. Once a month, we check in with Ryan McCrady. He is the CEO of the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance to get an update on economic development and future opportunities in our community. And we have a lot to talk about this month. So we welcome back to the program, Ryan McCrady. Ryan, as always, thanks for your time. Great to have you here.
1: Thanks for having me on, Jim. I appreciate it.
0: Well, we want to begin with something that, uh, you know, I certainly see as potentially very important, very valuable uh, in the community, both in terms of economic development, but also in terms of the things that, you know, people enjoy having new places to go, new things to check out here in our community. And you're working on this in a partnership with a, a firm called NextSite. Uh, explain what this is all about.
1: Sure. NextSite is a commercial development advisory firm. So NextSite is an organization that is well-connected to uh, developers and site locators for a lot of retail, restaurant, and residential-type opportunities all around the country. So what NextSite will do is they will assemble important information about our community that that is of interest to those folks and then start going out and marketing areas of the community for potential retail, restaurant, residential-type developments all around uh all around the county primarily in the springfield area right now and then as other municipalities sign on then they will start looking at their communities too but it'll help bring attention to a lot of the areas of the community that have not seen a lot of development in the in the recent past
0: ryan let's cut to the chase does this mean we're going to finally get a, a trader joe's or a dave and buster's <laughs> in springfield
1: well you know i i have no idea <laughs> no idea about that the problem with getting everybody's favorite store is that you know, you don't make everybody happy because it's never everybody's favorite store. But uh, what they will do is well, we're certain that there are opportunities for development here. And maybe that some of these larger organizations just aren't aware of what Springfield has to offer in terms of traffic count. And the kind of people that come here already, we're well, already a regional a retail or shopping destination. And uh, this this will bring more attention to it. So especially in these areas of the community, have not seen as much development in the past.
0: You know, it was not that many years ago. We didn't have a Shields here. We didn't have a Portillos. Uh, we went a long time without a Chick Fil A. Things like that. So there is yep. certainly opportunity for these companies to come in and be successful here. I imagine though, it's got to be a, a bit of a tightrope you've got to walk because, on the one hand, yeah, these could mean jobs and development, adding to property value, uh, tax revenue generation, etc. But we also have local businesses and uh, competing against these established national chains can be a little bit tricky. How much does that balancing act complicate things?
1: Well, I mean, it's always something that you're going to have to deal with. A lot of restaurant and retail owners will tell you that what they're really interested is getting as many feet past their front door as possible. You know, I've I've talked to restaurant owners in the past that said, you know, if another restaurant locates nearby, that's just more traffic. That's more potential customers for me. Um, but you know, we want. Well, obviously, we're going to respect the fact that there's that there's local businesses here too. And frankly, one of the things that a national organization looks at is how much activity there is already in the community for a specific product or service. And so, there could not be any market share available for that type of business because it's already satisfied by the businesses that are here right now. So it doesn't mean that everyone's going to, you know, that it, every business that comes in here is going to compete with somebody. But, you know, the other thing that we need to realize is that the more we develop the community in a proper way, um, the less tax burden the rest of us have in a community. So, you know, property taxes are levied by dollar, not by rate. And so the more property value you have across your community, then it starts to lower the tax burden for everybody else, too. And that will lower the tax burden for small businesses also.
0: And as you noted, uh, developing an area often leads to more development when we see a couple of successful businesses come in, then others want to spring up around it to take advantage of all of that. I noticed this came up in the context of your discussion with the Springfield City Council last week. You were asked specifically about Capital City Shopping Center, which we all know mm-hmm. has, has seen better days and it's not the only such location in town. Uh, so tell me about that. Uh, you, you mentioned this is something you have been focused on, thinking about what are some of the other areas? Areas that could stand to benefit from this kind of development whether it's national chains or to help local businesses get established in some of these areas that have uh, turned a little bit dormant over the years well
1: we've asked next site to focus specifically in the city of Springfield to focus on areas that have not seen a lot of development recently uh, capital city shopping center is an example of that um, that's one of the one of the quarters we had them focused on so we don't have them necessarily focus on specific product product specific properties, but more on corridors. So you look at Capital City Shopping Center, you look at its proximity to Interstate 55, all the cars and the traffic going by there, you know, other, other people are coming off the interstate. It's just gathering the data of these people that are in the area and getting folks att- their attention to it. So also, you know, one of the areas along Stevenson Drive and also, you know, 11th and South Grand and those areas, you know, east of 11th Street, some, some areas up on the north end of Springfield, too, so areas you know like you said maybe shopping centers strip malls a former sites that maybe are vacant right now just drawing attention to those and doing whatever we can to spur additional development in those areas.
0: What about Legacy Point? That was another area that initially, boy, we thought it was just going to explode with development after Shields came in. We had a couple of restaurants, and at least one of those has has shut down now. We never got the outlet mall that was uh, talked about there. It seems like there's plenty of space, plenty of opportunity, prime location. Is that another area that you see as as ripe for, for future growth and development?
1: I believe the Legacy Sports Park Complex will drive a lot of additional development in that area. Uh, We did not get the outlet mall that was slated there, and that's probably a benefit for us because, you know, we have any outlet malls that you see now that are now empty or shut down, and it would have been tougher to do redevelopment had that been there. Um, The sports complex has already drawn a lot of attention from outside developers looking at that site, so I think that's going to spur, you know, additional development. Of course, that's also an area that that next site could take a look at, but we feel like there's a pretty good driver there right now with the sports complex coming.
0: Talking with Ryan McCrady, Springfield-Sangamon Growth Alliance. And uh, Ryan, as you mentioned, you were before the uh, Springfield City Council last week. They were working on an ordinance adding some additional money, city funds, to the Growth Alliance, which, uh, as we know, is a, a public-private economic development partnership. It is supported in part uh, by contributions from both Springfield and Sangamon County. Why the additional funds, and what does that mean going forward? Uh, are you seeking uh, additional support from both the city and county for your efforts?
1: So this is not additional support. This is just the ordinance to give our, our normal and what we've had in the past annual funding allocation. So the current city budget that was passed in February um, allocates $250,000 on an annual basis to the Growth Alliance. But we have to pass an actual ordinance to go through to allow them to cut the check and release the funding. Um, so this is the same amount of funding we've had from the city in the past. and We don't expect to make any changes on that. But having that funding is allowing us to secure services like NextSite and allow them to focus on areas inside the city of Springfield.
0: So, why wasn't that money allocated initially? Were they just sort of keeping their powder dry to see how uh, the the pandemic finances played out? Is that uh, why it didn't didn't get formally approved until now?
1: I'm not sure that it is approved in the budget. They just have to approve the ordinance to release the funds, and I have no reason to think there was any any concern on the city side. They probably were just busy doing some other things and, It's gotten to the point now where we can can get in front of the city council and talk about it.
0: All right, let's continue on with a couple of other things that uh, could have significant impact for economic development. One of those approved by the Sangamon County Board last week, giving the green light to a massive solar farm project uh, that is somewhere in the vicinity of 3,500, 4,000 acres out near the Sangamon-Morgan County line. A little bit of opposition to this because it's going to take a lot of active farmland out of service, but it is obviously in keeping with the state's push toward more renewable energy and a greater focus on these green energy technologies what from an economic development perspective uh, do you think of this project and what does it mean in terms of uh, potential future ancillary development
1: well you know one of the things that's becoming more important now in site selection is businesses want to know if they have access to renewable energy resources in your community so having the double black diamond and the community solar projects moving forward is going to be helpful in the terms of site selection. Uh, businesses want to know that, that the, the community is, is taking strides towards developing a portfolio of energy options for them to be able to access, not just solar, not just wind, but the other energy sources too. And so it's going to be helpful from that standpoint. Also, it was, it was helpful for people to watch the process move forward. Uh, the developer did a good job of meeting or exceeding all the ordinance requirements I did a nice job of talking to the residents in the area, and you know there was some opposition to it at the county board level, which is fine and to be expected, but it shows developers that, okay, this is the playbook. Um, it looks like things are going to kind of go as expected here. We know we need to follow the rules and abide by them, but you know we can see a good process here, which is always also really helpful for us to be able to to point out to
0: people. Also in the uh, the energy arena, uh, you've talked uh, a lot in recent months about the Ember Clear project, the natural mm-hmm. gas-fueled uh, power plant uh, being uh, planned uh, down in the Pawnee Kincaid area. And uh, recently the Sierra Club came out against this, raising concerns about what they see as a negative environmental impact from this and uh, and trying to get the Illinois EPA perhaps to, uh, to put the brakes on it or put other limits or restrictions on it. Is that going to be a complicating factor for this project, uh, how do you see that playing out?
1: Well, there's a public hearing about it, and at, at public hearings, you expect to hear all sides of an issue. Uh, the Growth Alliance is a big supporter and advocate for the Lincoln Land Energy Center project by Inverclear. Um, if you read the uh, Illinois EPA documents that are prepared for the permit, it's met all of the EPA requirements, all the pollution control requirements and that's good news they're not asking for a variant on any of those which is great um, also this project will generate very important baseload capacity that we're going to need here in our region in the coming years our region's going to be short about 5,000 megawatts of baseload capacity due to the planned closure of coal fired power plants around the region um, it's nice to have additional renewables showing up like the double black diamond solar other one showing up in the area but we still need that base load capacity to be able to move forward so this will be what this will be one of the cleanest natural gas power plants in the country And it's exciting to have it here in Sangam County.
0: Ryan, before we let you go, uh, today, President Biden signed that $1 trillion plus infrastructure uh, plan that will send billions of dollars to Illinois, roads and bridges and clean water and broadband access. Uh, I don't know how closely you've looked at this, but any sense as to what this uh, legislation will mean in terms of infrastructure and in terms of the the foundational support it provides for economic development here in Illinois and particularly. Mm -hmm here in the Springfield area?
1: Well, infrastructure is very, very important economic development, whether that's road or rail or uh, clean water, uh, sanitary sewer, all those types of things. And I tell you, broadband is just becoming a, like another form of utility. We expect it just as much as we expect electricity, water, and natural gas. All those things will be very important. Um, I believe that Illinois is well-situated with our, our federal delegation of officials to get a good, get to get our share of that money back here into Illinois and get it working for us. But it will help. It will be helpful going forward. Also, you know, infrastructure that's being built here in our community is going to employ our workers. And that's going to generate an economic, a positive economic impact here, too. So uh, there's, there's many, many things, positive things that come out of that. And I'm looking forward to getting the details on what kinds of projects we'll see right here in Springfield and Sangamon County.
0: Our local members of the U.S. House voted against it. Will that complicate efforts to secure some of that money for our area? You know, I don't. Uh, I don't.
1: I'm not that skilled in those types of politics, uh, I, uh, honestly. So, I don't know. Um, but I, I I, think, I don't think there's many things that go through the federal government that everybody votes for. <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, it's. You know, everyone has their reason to, to believe or to not to, to vote against something, and, and that's fine. But uh, we're hopeful to see that money going to work here in our community.
0: Ryan McCready, springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance. Yep. How do people find out more about uh, the Growth Alliance and uh, all the different things you've got going on in the community?
1: They can check us out at thriveinspi.org or give us a call at 217-679-3500.
0: Thriveinspi.org is the web address. Ryan McCrady, springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance, as always. We appreciate your time. Thanks. We'll talk soon.
1: Thank you, Jim.